Welcome back to Noise Extra. Gray here. When we recorded this episode, Simon Morris hadn't made it on the plane to perform with Smell and Quim, and as far as we know, no one has heard from him or seen him since uh, possibly Saturday morning. So if you know the whereabouts of Simon or can get in touch with him to get in touch with his friends and family, please do so. In my plan today, I wanted to ask about the buttfuckers ball. And because I've always wondered, is it like for attire, is it a formal occasion or is it like more casual? I think it's like a, a big party occasion, really. <laughs> uh, buttfuckers ball. It's got to be big. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, just go big. Whatever it is, go big. Does the buttfucking actually happen at this ball or is it just a ball consisting of people who, who engage in buttfucking? Oh, well, that's a great idea. Yeah. 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 Does, is there crossover? I, you're the expert, yeah. Dave. We need to know. <laughs> it's, it's just like a scenario where uh, a master of ceremonies uh, leads the action. Uh, <laughs> so sort, of, sort of like a line dance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so like if you weren't a buttfucker before, you become one at the ball. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. It's, like, it's for buttfuckers. People are buttfucking curious. <laughs> <laughs> so not it's all all levels of expertise are welcome at the buttfuckers ball. Absolutely. Right. I hope so. Yeah, novice is welcome. <laughs> Does it, does it end up becoming like a sort of human centipede of butt fucking? <laughs> oh, so really, you should only dress on the top half, and yeah, then really nothing below. Bums out. Those are the best outfits. It's, really, it's, uh, it's Donald Duck attire only. <laughs> Donald Duckin at the butt fuckers ball. Donald Duckin at the butt fuckers ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been yearning to ask this question yes. for like a year. I'm so happy. <laughs> and Dave, are you leading the, are you the like leading? The master of ceremonies. The master of ceremonies. <laughs> yeah, I, I lead everybody into the Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Now I'm just imagining a, a power electronics project that's just Donald Duck's exasperated vocals. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Through the ball. <laughs> Actually, I've heard a lot of porno soundtracks yeah, yeah. that sound like that for yeah. sure. <laughs> a lot of quacking there. <laughs> We're gonna have to do like a, a sensitive language warning for this. Uh, you know, uh, hey, so. not, <laughs> not. Oh, speaking of quacking, can I can I say the the track title? Yes. That Mike and I could not get through. On the airplane, we were, we were we were looking up titles. We were we were with in the back row like bad kids. Yes. We were in the back row of the plane. We, we, the ha- we wanted the to sit together, so they had to move us to the very back corner of the plane, next to the bathrooms. Um, and we are just being idiots and uh, reading Smell and Quim titles. And vaginal clackers <laughs> will drive you crackers. <laughs> I'm dying. I. <laughs> It's such a wonderful visual. <laughs> just like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going that's, crackers. That's the one, yeah. Yeah, vaginal yeah. crackers. It's a perfect thing. You know, it's a perfect sex tie. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Uh, it's it's wonderful. It, it just makes me think of like a, a pair of truck nuts dangling yeah. out of someone's vagina. <laughs> yes, me too. It's so wonderful. 
beautiful. <laughs> like that old toy that you just like you you know yeah, you bounce up and down. Yeah, 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 yeah. those clackers. clackers. Yeah, you know Man. clackers. Vaginal clackers, Gray. <laughs> and it, it kind of like always reminds me of like when you get a pair of trainers hanging from a telegraph wire. Oh yeah, right, right. Well. They, they do that oh, in America yeah. too. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God, that's funnier that way. <laughs> now I'm just going to picture sneakers hanging out of the vagina, driving you crackers. <laughs> it's, it's, like the, it's like the knot of them, like, stuck right up in the, cer- yes. right yeah. up in the cervix. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, wonderful a- jewelry. <laughs> I think that's perfect. Let's converse. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Not perverse. Yeah, perverse. <laughs> Perverse converse. <laughs> Hi, Tom. Uh, Hi, Tom. This, this is very important. I'm glad. So, uh, yeah, we even tried to say it last night when Gray got home uh, eating his Indian food, and I do believe he spit rice everywhere. I did. I think we were plum driven crackers. <laughs> hey, Gray, should we let people know who they're listening to, or should we just not? Oh, or what we're doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's probably not a bad idea. I mean, it, you know, also, it's kind of like, eh. You read the you read the description. Yeah, you know you know what you got yourself into. It's like you you came to the buttfuckers ball. You had a ticket. Yeah, <laughs> I was on the guest list. Excuse me. Uh, so real quick, you may have guessed that you're listening to Noise Extra. Uh, I'm Gray Holger. I'm here with Mike Connolly. Hello, Tara Connolly. Hi, Dave Walklet, aka Milovan Serdenovich, and Elsie Von Hessen. Hello. Um, (laughs) And of what band would these two fine, upstanding citizens be a part of? Smell and Quim. Yeah. Now, which one's Smell and which one's Quim? I I suppose I'm Quim this time. I guess guess I'm the only one who's got one. I've got one. Well, you're on the band, though. Well, in this project. Oh, good. Yes. (laughs) And Dave just got that smell. smell. Yeah, Yeah, he's got that smell. I just give up the smell. Oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> so first time in the U.S.? First time in the U.S. at all? Like even visiting or? First time in New York. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. First time for Smell and Quim ever. Yeah. Uh, I've been to the West Coast before, personally. But um, yeah, yeah. First time for Smell and Quim. Wow. Uh, so ever. cool. And it might be the last. <laughs> all, I feel like, it, I feel kind of like every Smell and Quim show might that mentality almost goes into it, right? This could be the it, last. It did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a wonder that, that anything happens afterwards. Well, I mean, and and Smellquim's been. I mean, what eighty eight is the first tape? Eighty nine, eighty seven, eighty six. The English method, correct? That's correct. Yeah. And that and still was, wonderful. And that title. was the absolute first. And on Stinky Horsefuckers. That's right. Yeah. What? So what made you? Why did you decide to just? Like when? Did, why at that time? I mean, because you've been doing stuff up to then, right? You went to oh, yeah. you were you went you went to art school. Am I, if I'm not mistaken, you're a fine artist. I'm fine. And I think anyone who enjoys Smellquim considers Smellquim fine art. Uh, that's very I true. think obviously, right? The finest art. The, the finest of art. But why? So so kind of what what led you to actually just hitting hitting record and and putting it out? Uh, well, uh, I was working with this guy. Um, um, who had a studio, um, Beaumont Street Studios. Uh, so I did a, a 16-track recording uh, course, and that's where it all started, you know. Um, I met this guy called uh, Paul Nonson, and, um, like, we, we kind of hit it off and recorded the first stuff, you know, um, and that's where it all started. 
And you were you awesome. actually did stuff in studios then, right? That's right, sixteen track studio. That's, that's so, so cool. I feel we got amazing. studio time for no money, you know. That when, and when did it start getting difficult to get studio time like that? It didn't really get difficult, oh, to be wow. quite honest. Um, you know, we, we always had time for, for studio time for, for free amazing. in the early days. You know, yeah. Um, so that was really good. Um, I mean, but things then changed, didn't they? You know, you don't need a studio anymore. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, I think for us, you know, even starting, like I've never actually set foot in a in a recording studio, and I've made music for twenty some years. You know what I mean? So it's like by the time I started, it was four tracks, and then, and then you know the computer. But I do feel that like that a lot of the British acts, a lot of the European acts do record in studios, which I think was I something about that was always so like interesting to me just because so, i think of it's I think so of, professional and it like yeah it, it somehow like we, elevates it in our mind we're like oh my god they went to an actual studio and did this it's so yeah, professional yeah. and then it comes out with the title assad's assad's as good as a wank to a black nurse and i just yeah. love treating that professionally though i think there's something about that i think that's 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 pretty insane <laughs> who were you so who were you kind of in contact with early on like like when you were doing those first couple like who 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 were those that those first couple like English method like who was getting those who were you trading with uh, lots of people in in Europe largely in Japan um, the USA obviously um, you know people like uh, Ron Lassard uh, we did lots of trading uh, with all these people and we had lucrative uh, you know arrangements with lots of people you know That's we awesome. both benefited from this you know. Everybody kind of seemed to be benefiting from this kind of thing, the interchange. When did so? When did you get in touch around on that first tape, or maybe a little bit after that? With Ron, yeah. Oh, that's a long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he probably got in touch with me rather than anything else. Uh huh. You know, um, we, we were working like we were just doing what we were doing basically. Were you playing live then? No, the first incarnation of the band only ever played one gig. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we, we played at the Duchess of York um, in Leeds, which was like a pub venue with a back room. Really good, like bands like Nirvana and people like that played there. Uh, so it was an excellent venue. Um, that, but that's the only gig we played. We played on a bill with, I think, um, The Haters, uh, Condom, and Techno Animal. Wow, that's <laughs> that, we're, we're dying that's right a now. First that's game. insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that's, that's like you love everybody there. And what was the live set like then? It was very shambolic. Um, so, so <laughs> how how different is that from now? <laughs> no, 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 I mean, that, that, that basically set set the scene, you know, for how things were going to go forward in the future. <laughs> but that was the only gig that that first lineup uh, made. You know. And is that the same lineup that's on like Jizz and Killers and Jesus Christ? That's correct. Yeah, I mean, like two albums that I'm really proud of uh, to this day. You know, and those are very early ones. Those two, uh, a lot of your work has a, a real sense of humor to it, and it's like kind of playfulness uh, in it to me. Just it's it's very fun, and those two stand out to me as like being a lot darker. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the complexion of the band has changed down the years. You know, and uh, we've, we've, you know, found a different way through things. You know, as, as the lineups change, so does the music. Right. And and we do keep talking about how fun and, like, 
funny everything is. And like, I, I love to laugh at the titles, but also you can't just, you can't be a dummy and do that. You can't stumble into crafting a title that is ironic or referential and fun at the same time. Like it takes skill. Like I have, I, I don't want to come across like I'm just thinking it's all hilarious because I know how difficult that is to craft. <laughs> well, I think it's, I think the combination that Smunkum has always had to me of the, it's pitch black humor. Yes, That's the thing. It's, absolutely. Like it's, it's pitch black. I mean, stinky humor. horse fucker. I mean, come on. Yeah. Who would want? Who would want to hang out with a stinky? Okay, so what I don't is a stinky so horse fucker laying on my couch? Is the horse stinky? Is the what, what no, the is the horse is a fucker? The horse is the fucker. The ho- yeah, yeah. Oh. The, the horse is a fucker, and it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> See, I always thought that it was somebody. It's just fucking the horse, and they got stinky from the horse. It just makes me think of, of like something, some abuse that's yelled at at some like dude in a heroin squat who's passed out. You stinky horse oh, fucker! Oh wow, that's good. See, I would have never thought of that. That's good. Even better. You did that very well. <laughs> but I, but I, feel, I do feel that like smoke like. A lot of the titles, the art—I mean, the logo—the the, the logo—is that you? Did you draw that? I didn't draw that. No, a, a good friend of mine called Diz Willis, who's uh, oh, sad, sadly dead. Ooh, yes, uh, R.I.P. Famous artist, you know, performance artist that goes right back to the sixties. You know, um, he was in Smell Quim. Yeah, you know, up until nineteen ninety nine, um, and he did the logo. Uh, but anyway, um, the stinky horse fucker thing. Actually, is a reference to something that Charles Bukowski uh, wrote. Oh, really? Yeah. He's always talking about having a, a good old stinky horse fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gave her a good stinky horse fuck. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and you're like, that's that's it. I'm a big Ka- fan of Charles Bukowski. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's been a long time. I think we we have to go back now and find we that. We went through to, like. Every book we can find, like, 20 years ago and, like, haven't gone back. We'll so we go, should get back we in. We have to find that reference. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a good excuse. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the, it, it seemed very... I mean, from that first tape, there was a, there was a aesthetic that was kind of set in place. And, obviously, there's a, there's been evolutions and things. But the, the English method could... It, it's... I mean, it's just set the sta- it set the the tone, I guess. Yeah, is the, what temp- I'm saying. Like the template. That's template. the word I'm looking yeah, yeah. for. So, how long were you kind of working on things before you decided to like put it out? Like, how long did it take for you to kind of hone it in? It was it's pretty quick, really. You mm-hmm. know, because um, I mean, I, I'd been working on sound for years before this. You know, you know, because um, like everybody who goes to like an art college or something like that, I did a degree at Leeds Polytechnic. Okay. Um, like this was 1976 to 1979. Imagine that. I mean, 1976, what happened then? It's thing called punk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like everybody who goes to art school ends up in some kind of band anyway. I also went to art school. <laughs> and now, well, and here we, you well, are in Smelling Quim. We did too. Yeah, and look, at, look, at, look at all of us. Four-fifths of the room went to art school. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I didn't go to college. <laughs> but you, but you, had, you kind of had a, you kind of actually had an interesting high school though, right? Wasn't uh, it? Wasn't it like a? I went to alternative high school. So we're all pretty weird, right? <laughs> yeah. I think we can just safely <laughs> say that we're all. High school. Are, yeah, regular high school wasn't so, uh, yeah. working out. So now, were you go? Now, did you? So did you see the Sex Pistols? Did you see? I saw the Sex Pistols. You did. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Uh, that, that famous gig after the Bill Grundy thing had happened. Oh really? Wow. A lot of those uh, concerts were cancelled. Mm-hmm. 
like it was December 1977, I think, was it? So Something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I went to see them. They were on with The the Damned, The Clash, and Johnny Thunder's Outbreakers. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's so wild. And that was in Leeds? Or was that in... That was at Leeds Polytechnic, yeah. Wow. I think it was December 6th. Wow. And now was that like, was that one of the first, like, was that a a revelation kind of a show for you? Was it something like, oh my God, this is, or had you already, were you already kind of primed for it? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Following the old scene, you know. Okay. Right. It wasn't like you just walked in and all of a sudden this is it. Oh, you, you knew what was. Oh yeah. Wait, so this is December 6th. So this is like, you know, kismet that we're discussing it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. (laughs) Look at that. Wow. It's all coming together. But then also, and then, but 76, 77, you have Sex Pistols, but then by 79, I mean, we, you, thr- things like Throbbing Gristle were, I mean, oh, yeah. you, you were right there. I mean, you were right in it and you, oh, were, yeah. you were going to see them, I'm sure. I didn't actually go and see them, um, but yeah, I was well into this kind of thing. And so, so when you were making, when you were making sound, this was just for yourself, like, like leading up to before uh, the English method came out, this is, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, were just kind of, yeah, ju- just like. Pleasing, pleasing myself, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you never, you never performed with anyone else at the time, or it, or you never started another band. Was is Smokum your first band? I guess. Oh no, no. I mean, like I've, I've been performing like solo mm-hmm. and in other bands before that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Anything that's come up? Well, there's lots of things, but nobody would know about them. Gotcha. Really. You know, it's very obscure. Ooh, that's that's some of our favorite types. Of <laughs> <laughs> we must know more. <laughs> so then, went so does the the classic logo, which you've used on everything for since then. Do you oh, have yeah. Do you have the original? Uh, yeah, I uh, actually pa- ca- piece of paper. I actually carved it out of wood. Oh, oh really? Nice. Yeah. yeah. Like Make a stamp. Mm. Wood stamp. Mm. Awesome. That oh, rules. so like like how exactly? Did you, like like do you still have that piece of wood? I, I got a piece of basswood, uh-huh. which mm-hmm. is a soft wood that's good for carving, and I carved that logo into it. Wow. I love that. That's awesome. And that's how you did the Christmas album tape, too, right? Didn't you, like, that was like a mold, right? That well, you actually... right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's vacuum, vacuum formed, formed, right? Carved mold. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, vacuum formed, yeah. Oh, that wow. Was a, those were crazy, crazy looking releases, the vacuum formed stuff you did yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Did you just have access to a machine that I did. did that? Or? I, back then, I worked in a high school, so I had mm-hmm. lots of uh, access to good technology. That's awesome. And so I decided to use that technology. Yeah. You said like you worked. Do, you, know? you said you worked in a high school. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> in what capacity? In what capacity? <laughs> I, I was the, the sleazy looking guy who sang around the playground. <laughs> That's great. It's, it's good work if you can get it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So when did so when did live the the more live stuff start? When you because you there you said it was only one show early on, but then. At a certain point, you were playing live a you know decent amount. When did that start? Well, the, the first guy just kind of walked out of the band like in like nineteen ninety two or something mm-hmm. like that. But that there was kind of like demand going on, and there was so much stuff um, in the pipeline that I just had to continue fulfilling that demand. Um, and people wanted to see us play live, um, so. Um, 
that's what happened. Like I decided to enlist some new people and actually play live. That's awesome. Um, so that's where that all started, you know. And it seems like there's kind of eras of like, for example, the one era I think a lot of people think of is the Elvis costume era. And and now do, do you kind of have like, you kind of do it for a little bit and then you're like, okay, we're going to move on to something else. Or is this, is or is it kind of in the moment when you kind of decide how it's going to go? Well, we wanted to like, uh, not be like poor faced. We wanted to do things like actually do a performance rather than just be a couple of guys or something, or a, a, a lots of people just standing twiddling knobs and things like that. Uh, we wanted to actually make a performance out of the thing, you know. So I commissioned these Elvis type era Vegas type suits from a girl who I knew at the time. I dropped some money on her and asked her to make. Them. Oh, and they're custom. Mm. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> so uh, we we started doing gigs like that. Um, yeah, which was a lot of fun. It looks like Absolutely. a lot of fun. Yeah, there's that great one where you're like being birthed. I think it's on. It's on a V. I think it's on a VHS. The Secrets of the Underground Exposed, maybe that Cocky SP put out. I, that, I can't remember if it's on that or not. But there's one where you guys are like being birthed. Oh, that's yeah, right. right. Yeah, it's yeah. a live show. That's, yeah. that's the first time we used them. Which oh, was, really? Yeah, which was in a show in in Bradford in West Yorkshire. <laughs> oh wow like we were on a, a, a bill again with the, the haters I think um, and neither, no, no else was on the bill wow um, yeah it was good when did you first get in touch with GX GX uh, I've been in touch with him for some years um, you know because like I think we were kindred spirits in some way you know I've always respected his work you know just because of like the gestural thing that he's got um, and like um I, th I think I got in touch with him more through Mike Dando from Condom, who was like, they were great friends, I think, and worked together quite a lot. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He he mentioned that um, early on, going over there, hanging out with Mike. And I think he's Mike's used a lot of haters' sound source for his, you know, for Condom yeah, yeah. stuff. So. Well, it's yeah, Melon Quimmer on uh, Auto Official, the first uh, release on Noiseopoly on GX's label, on the Auto, the Auto Official comp. That's right, selling Quinn, Dom, yeah. the haters, yeah. and Chop Shop. And and on the and on the seven inch on the cover and everywhere, Condom is listed as Comdom. <laughs> That's right. We <laughs> so we we actually did an episode about that seven inch and all noticed it while we were we listened to the seven inch. We did it. Yep. We're sitting there doing this episode we're and we like, look at the cover and Gray's like, wait yeah. a minute. It says calm down. Yeah, well, I always use a calm down. <laughs> <laughs> calm down. Was that like a, a communist dominance? Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we asked GX about it, and he said it's a long story. And so we're waiting here. We're waiting here. But actually, so, wait so a minute. It's, it's, it's still ongoing. Actually, actually. speaking of <laughs> condoms, you did. You, we were. Oh, I did want to ask. We did. Tara did have a question relating to condoms for you. Okay. Um, in in spermathalon, what what's in the condom? Because it's 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 packaged, oh, no, it, it with, packaged a used condom. with a used condom. So how used was it? I guess is what. And and is there something in it? I, I don't have this package. We don't have this one. It dries up quite nice. <laughs> Ready to ship. Yeah, yeah. 
But so what is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, well, you lost your SKMK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, is that who put it out? Is that band? Uh, who put it out? Yeah. I was going to say, is it like Cracker Jacks where like some of them are like crappy prizes and then you might get a good one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But you really, but, but. Uh, Some very important questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I, you know, special packaging, especially in the nineties was such a, such a great thing. We all have crazy packages all in our place of sitting in weird places that don't fit anywhere else. But I think the one that when I, when we first were discovering all this stuff back in the late nineties, reading banana fish, ordering from triple R, just get, gathering all this stuff. One of the most infamous packages that I ever heard of was Chariot of the Cods. Now, it is real. You really did package that with four dead fish. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. yeah. And how many did you do? Oh, I can't remember. I think it was a numbered edition. and I can't remember exactly how many it was, but it's probably over 100. Okay. Wow. And so okay, were, they, were they, <laughs> they were dried, dried cod? Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, but so did they? Did you have any problems shipping these? Uh, well, was there any? A, was there any? Like, was there ever like? Did it get sent back? Like, there's something weird in here. Like, what? Things are always getting pulled. Yeah. By, by the customs people. Yeah. Back then, all the time, you know, and things getting sent back, and like people, you know, sending me like, like thing threatening letters and things like this. Yeah. I, I, the the whole idea was that when somebody ordered it. That they opened it and it absolutely stank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they opened the package that they've ordered. Yeah, and you think what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, like joy in packing them up, just giggling like. <laughs> <What are you? laughs> I can't wait till they open them. I mean, after a hundred, there wouldn't be much joy. No. <laughs> Get the fucking fish in there. <laughs> Could you imagine? So we, I mean, yeah, I, li I like fish. fish <laughs> Do you eat salt cod though? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I've only had it a handful of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I needed a lot of. Mustard. Did you did you eat a couple while you were packing them? Like you pack just got one cod in your mouth and you're taping with the other hands. <laughs> I think it needs to be cooked properly. You've got to soak it overnight. You know, like bacalao. Was anyone was anyone super pissed when they got it that you know of? No, like, I thought, everyone was pretty like well pleased. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I want to say, wouldn't be. I, you know. I would be. Thrilled. I want to say it might have been a a muckraker review of it. There was because I, I can't remember if it was written up in Banana Fisher Muckrakers, one of those magazines where I where I want to say like they got it and like it, part of the whole thing was like no, this is yeah, this <laughs> there was, we opened it up and it reeked. When you were leading in with. About to yeah. drop the name. I knew exactly what you're talking about. I think probably from like Muckraker six or seven. Yeah, I want to <laughs> say it was Muckraker. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, oh my god. Wait, <laughs> and I have another chariot of the cods question. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, Zeta Reticuli. You had Zeta Ridiculous on Safeway shopping and uh, co-ops bags. Uh. So, are you into like Zeta Reticuli? <laughs> uh, is it because like? You know the Betty and Barney Hill abduction when she drew a map of Zeta. Is it is that something that you're interested in, or is it just a fun fun word? Yeah, well, it's a fun interest in like all things like that, okay. like alien abductions, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, these are the interesting questions that are unanswered, you know, and we need to shed light upon those things. Absolutely. And well, I think and I think Chariot of the Cods is a perfect way to shed light on it. Absolutely. 
Um, did, was there any other, was there any packaging that you always wanted to do that you just never got around to? Like packaging something in like a, I mean, I don't know, like a pig's head or something like that. I mean, well, you know, it shows the pig's heads. We, we, we like pig's heads. <laughs> oh, wait, no, you did the one with the dried uh, pig's ears. Yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right, that's right. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Which was the tent one. So, like, sadly, Keith Brewer died. Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, no. yeah, absolutely, R.I.P. And, and, and uh, that was one of his best releases, I think. Uh, it's B.A.T. That's Blitz right. Action Trauma. That's, oh, wow, that's right. That's the one that was packaged in the... Mm. With the pig's ear. Yeah. yeah. Um... Actually, uh, maybe now will be a good time. We are we are going to kind of be asking people who knew him or worked with him or stuff. Uh, maybe if any memories or anything you say. If there's anything you want to say about him, I, I, I never met him, mm-hmm. but uh, I enjoyed his work, and um, I, I was very pr- proud to put that out. When did you get in contact with him, or did he get in contact with you? I honestly can't. Remember. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. a lot of haze, a lot of haze back yeah, then. Yeah. You guys did that uh, wonderful perversion at all costs box set together, right? You that's right. And, uh, and condom and and taint. So that's uh, how did that come about? Again, you know, uh, we were just asked yeah. to um, <laughs> to to provide a track, you know, and I'm always happy to provide something for anybody, really, because I just love doing what I do. Great. Oh, and we're glad that you do. <laughs> <laughs> is uh is perversion at all costs uh kind of a motto of yours <laughs> at all did you come up with the title <laughs> no i never came uh, up with title. <laughs> no. but is that a good motto <laughs> in general <laughs> well you know it's one one road to go down <laughs> <laughs> you like the idea of it <laughs> it's a good concept but you did do a show didn't you do wasn't there a show with pig's heads that shut something down oh yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> were, you, were you a part of this or no I was I was not I don't, I don't even know when that happened but uh, this this will be my first show with Smell and oh it Quim. is this yes. is your first show with Smell and Quim yeah. oh wow that's <laughs> Wow, that's exciting! Did you, did you bring a pig's hat? Or yeah, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be bringing some some other stuff. Cool, um, not to be revealed thus far. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, she's bringing some other stuff to the table. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, we'll I was, see. I was just asked uh, about this. Um, sort of recruited a couple of weeks ago by Simon, uh-huh. who's not here today. I guess he missed his flight, but he was, <laughs> Sadly. he was, a, he was a, an internet acquaintance and he just asked me, you know, Hey, what are you doing this sixth and seventh? We need, we need an extra member for Smell and Quinn. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and I, I'm kind of curious as to why he asked me in particular. Uh, I do have performing experience in my own noise project and, uh, quite an imagination for various bizarre shit but uh i it might just be that i'm the only person he knows in brooklyn <laughs> well somehow it's kismet and you're meant to be yeah, here I, and you're I, meant to be in the, in, i think in the you're show. The, the right person for the job i can already tell you the right <laughs> yes, person for the job absolutely um, but what did happen with that that show that that pig's head show? oh yeah yeah well this was the start of the, like the new incarnation of Small and Quim in 2007 where the, the, the core five members first came together and it was at, uh, in, a, in a cellar in a pub in Leeds and it was like an all day festival set up by uh, Phil Todd and Mel Delaney um, and we we hadn't played for like maybe 10 years oh, live wow. um, so I asked not to be like put on high up the bill or anything like that because we were like rusty and things like that, performance-wise. It's like lots of bands, international bands on. So they actually put us on first. 
Oh, oh yeah. the getting, right? get things going. Yeah, the like, master of ceremonies. It, it might it might work. You know, people will come early to yeah. the gig. You know, because they do they want to see us, like because we haven't played for so long. Um, but anyway, we played for like thirty minutes, and the old gig was shut down <laughs> after the thing. Because like um, Michael was cutting up a pig's head and things like that, and they didn't seem to like it for some reason. I can't understand. <laughs> it, <didn't they? laughs> So the entire thing was shut down? The entire yeah. show, the entire fest, day-long festival was shut down. <laughs> Wait, this, this was, I remember so reading about this. This was on the MSBR website, right? No, 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 no. No, it's no. a different it's on show. It's a, it was an, always an interview with special interest that oh, you talked interest. about. That. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What, um, so what happened with the fest? Like, did, did, did it get moved or did it really, like, I, not? I think, I think they managed to get another venue somewhere and some of the acts managed to okay. play. Like the other side of town somewhere. I feel like it's somewhat, it has to be some sort of honor to have Smell and Quim shut down your gig. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe we, we shouldn't say that, though. Maybe. <laughs> it, it was good. You know, it was, we enjoyed the gig. And and then, that, so that was kind of the, the return. In that a was a kind of return. And like uh, on the back of that, we got some gigs in Holland. Um, so we went over there and, uh, you know, just continued. And that that's where... The new incarnations kind of gone from, you know, and the, the new materials all sprung from that core five people actually, and and the, the last albums like um, Powerfuck, which is on Our Wives, mm. uh, Lavatory, which uh, Russian Phil Monopolka put out, um, um, and then like it's it's led up to Atomat Motherfucker, you know, they're like this is they've all got a kind of similarity, I think. You know, like the song structure and things like this that we're dealing with, you know. I'm very pleased with how things are going. And like the next album, Cunty Bubbles, is going to be like um, <laughs> the culmination, you know. Amazing. I love Cunty it. Bubbles. <laughs> um that, so what? So I guess you just did. You just kind of take a break from in in between then. Were you still doing stuff? Were you just kind of laying low? Like what was the? And then what? What made you decide to come back? Uh, well, it, it was kind of laying low to an extent. Um, from like maybe like two thousand to two thousand and seven, I did. I did a few like um, solo gigs and things like that, uh, and also. Uh, some low-key kind of small and quim gigs with Steve Fricker of Onomatopoeia. Um, nice. Like like we did some things together. Um, and so like we're doing things like that just to keep our hand in. Me, myself, tried to keep my hand in playing live. Uh, but then it just kind of came together when when Phil Todd asked us to play this, this um, show that ended up being closed down after 30 minutes. <laughs> what you a know. great way to come back. Yeah, well, I know, love it. I don't think everybody was all, I, all that pleased. I doubt it. it. <laughs> I, I'd imagine they were like, pretty They pleased. had a great story to take away from that. Yeah. Um, in the in, in the 90s, a lot of things we've talked about with people like Pat O'Neill and, and GX, just the amount of letters and trading and, and kind of just corresponding that way. Was, and community. Was a yeah. was a daily kind of thing or, you know, at least a weekly kind of thing where it's like, were you, was there a time where you're just getting packages and letters and just, I mean, just was it, um, just yeah. the energy was just probably it, pretty awesome. It, it was insane, you know, because like there's so much trading going on as well. You know, people are putting things out on an independent basis and from different countries. 
So, like, you could set up a little distribution, you know, and, like, by putting stuff out yourself and trading with all these other interesting people all around the world, you could have, like, an interesting catalogue of product, you know, to sell in your own country, and everybody was doing that, Mm -hmm. you know. And so, like, I think we all gained from it, you know, and it was like a cross-fertilisation as well of ideas and, and everything, really. Uh, Pat Pat said that your track on Music Should Hurt, he'd always, he purposely put that first because he wanted, when you put the Music Should Hurt CD in, because it's a, it's a great like porn, it's like a loop or is it porn, it's something something pretty uh, smell and come appropriate. But Which was that one? The Music Should Hurt, the self-abuse oh, comp. Yeah, he yeah, said yeah. he purposely put, yeah, he's like, no matter what, that's the first track. After that, it's good, but no matter what. Sets the tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Noise from the wood. That's one. That that's a lathe cut on that's wood. Right, correct. Yeah. Who did that? I did that. You yeah. actually did the. I made that, so you're yeah. you're very you're a handy guy. Well, it yeah. sounds like it. We're actually talking about a a gig that Smell and Quim played. Smell and Quim played in Paris with To Live and Shave in L.A., Evil Moisture, and Chip Flip Group. Wow. And in '97, 1997 February. Wow. And wow. that's when the tit wank tape came out on Freedom From the it tape was, that that was that was made specifically for that show originally for that show wow <laughs> so cool <laughs> and that that they originally came packaged with like a was it like a mask or something or it was something it, it was it, something it, weird it came with like um uh, like uh, some pubic hair type thing <laughs> Was thing. It, so like a, was it was it taken from a specific person? Yeah, um, like a Merkin uh, situation. Well, I, I canvassed lots of pubic hair from people. <laughs> <laughs> How did that? <laughs> was and, and, there's, there's, there's like another? Knock, it's like, like, like knocking door to door like yeah, a Bible yeah. sales, salesman. Like, have you got any pubic yeah. hair? <laughs> you look pretty hairy. <laughs> there's a there's another song from release package with hair too, right? <laughs> Or, or a stinky horse fuck release package with hair? Or am I wrong? Was one of the uh, vacuum the vacuum formed things uh, had hair glued to it? Quite possibly. <laughs> okay, you, you, you'll have to be a bit more specific. <laughs> Lots of smell good packages have got pubic hair <laughs> by, by design, or or it's like a voodoo thing. I think. <laughs> All right. In reverse. I love it. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, but you. I like that it's like making a golem. You know, you have to like take the no and mash it with the pubes, and then you get and some... stick it in a pig's head. <laughs> with the mash used... it with some pubes. With the used stick condom. Stick it in a pig's head. <laughs> um, but so so if you so yeah, I mean obviously you you all the stinky horse fur stuff. I mean that the the special packaging that's all you right. I mean, oh yeah yeah yeah. 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 So have you do you, when what is your art background in like sculpture and woodworking or is it just come with what it was more in performance art to be quite honest mm-hmm. uh, but i started out as a painter but i seemed to go in a different direction because of i, I seemed to be surrounded by people who took me in that direction um I, the, the my personal tutor when i was at least polytechnic was a guy called jeff nuttall uh who was like a, a poet and performance artist who was quite you know big in the 60s um, and like, I think I had some influence from him, really. Um, you know, a big guy. Do you, do, you, do you have any of your paintings from back in the day? I've got some knocking about somewhere, probably in the attic. Yeah. What What was your What, what style was it? I mean, what was your painting style? It, it was all kinds of things. Some of it was figurative, but it was largely um, abstract. 
So what what artists when you, at that time in the seventies? I mean, who were you kind of? Who were you into? Who were you looking at? Who was kind of your your go to people in the seventies? No, people like Kurt Schwitters. Oh well, of course. oh yeah, yeah. Which obviously, what a huge influence on just noise in general. I mean, yeah. Mersbach. I guess. Yeah. There Martin, you go. Yeah, yeah. Martin Blod. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, it's a what a what a an early kind of pinpoint of the you know the big bang. Kurt Schwitters definitely the big noise bang. Yeah, Kurt Schwitters is definitely in that. Kurt Schwitters and so, yeah. Tangerine Dream, I think, <laughs> yeah, put a for, lot of work yeah, in the noise. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I think <laughs> all the Japanese people say I was influenced there by Tangerine Dream. So we, yeah. We definitely need to do a Kurt Schwitters episode and a Tangerine Dream episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I think we talked about doing uh, that maybe with Crank Sturgeon, yeah. uh, who oh, has yeah. also performed in Smell and Quinn before, well, absolutely. right? Absolutely, yeah. Crank has played with us, yeah. He played, you know, you know, we when we had him on, he said he the performance he did, or maybe did a couple, one that was with the robot helmets. That's right. That was in London, yeah. It was a massive band. We, we had like about 16, 17 people maybe. Um, Lol Coxhill played with us at that time. Um, it was at, um, Cranky. Uh, Evil Moisture was probably there. I think he said he was. I think mm-hmm. I think Crank said he was Evil Moisture. Yeah, was uh, and Paul Harrison, um, um, Expose Your Eyes, uh, was, was there. Simon Morris was there. Um, like, yeah, yeah. It's wow. it a, it a massive lineup. Well, and we were asking if heads, yeah. we were we were really curious if the robot heads were mic'd internally or if they had like a device on the inside. Well, we, we just like stuck a microphone up inside, basically. <laughs> <That's great>. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing with those things was they actually had proper lights. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. Like light bulbs yeah. in their eye pieces, and when they were on, obviously the heat that generated <laughs> made them set on fire. So the smoke oh my god! Was oh my god! Out the top. That's what he said. He said yeah. they were insanely. Who made those? I made those. <laughs> <laughs> and is that when the pictures for the um, nonstop robotic fornication seven inch? Is that's, that that's, from that day, same day, or, or did you no, use those a bunch? No, no. We were just out doing the kind of photo shoots in Leeds one day. And were you actually <laughs> making sound when you were doing that? Well, we were just fooling about. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so did anyone overheat and take those robot masks off like quickly or did people oh, well, did people stick with it? Well, we, we used them um, in one gig where, the, the, again, the, the, the show was shut down because it's, <laughs> it, was, it was in a hotel. I love it. I love it. The amount of we, we, we should we should come up with a list of shows that smell them have gotten shut down. <laughs> 33% of shows shut down. Look, you look, there's still time to back out, okay? It's tomorrow. You know what? If you need to run, run, uh, you know, whatever you need to do. I think she's ready. I think you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, okay, so, so the robot helmet show that gets shut down. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the smoke was coming out, I guess. Um, like, we had the Elvis suits on and the robot heads at the same time. <laughs> Double feature. <laughs> Uh, the smoke, was, I guess, was coming out. It set off the smoke alarms. We, it was in like a hotel, a swanky hotel, and the entire hotel had to be evacuated. Oh my god! This, this was just sort of like um, a show that we did for one of our friends. Like I don't know which birthday it was. So anyway, the, the entire hotel people would brought out their rooms. Like we were just in the function room, but obviously they had to shut down the entire hotel. And there were like four fire appliances outside the hotel when we went out. Oh my outside, god! You know? <laughs> yeah. And we like 
me and Paul Harrison who were wearing these suits at the time. I'm like, and you're dressed like Elvis. Elvis yeah. with a robot head. <laughs> I mean, um, we couldn't hear that the fire alarm was going on because we had the heads on. Um, so, like, we were still going on playing. And yeah. then, like, the, the fire guys are coming and saying, we've got to get out of this place, you know, like, um, yeah. Could you even see out of them? Right? Could you even no, see no, out of these heads? Really There's a little spy hole, but, you know, you oh, only had, like, a limited vision, you know? So you're like a, like a like a mascot at Disney World or something. something oh like yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah! I want to go to that Disney World. I, I really want Someday, to go. To- Someday <laughs> I'll take you to Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Smell and Quinn will be performing. Are you a pair of mouse ears? Yeah. What um? So so how many shows did you do the road? I mean, was that. Only a couple because it was pretty impractical, or I, I guess I guess so, and I can't remember whatever happened to the robot heads. To be oh honest. no, that's sad. You don't know where they are. No, no. Oh, is were they, there? Were they made of cardboard, or what were they? What were they fabricated from? They, they were like Cheap large cardboard tubes. Okay. Um, but then the, there was the eyes on and all the rest of it. I always thought they were metal. They I don't look, know why. And from I the thought... pictures, they look almost yeah, like they, they're they metal. were spray painted. Yeah, I feel like the cardboard would have set Ultimate on fire. Deception. Uh, well, that was part of it. Yeah. <laughs> that was part, part of the issue. <laughs> Apparently, the the the, poli- the fire brigade was concerned about that as well. Is <laughs> is there any uh, smell and quim uh, outfits or costumes that you either that you tried it that you just didn't work? Like you, you did it and it's just like that didn't work, or is it always you always make it kind of work? Um, I, I think so. I mean, we, we we haven't always used those things like. Another thing was like one of the things I was going to wear for this today, which is like a, an apron that we wear. Okay. Um, and like that's all we wear, basically. <laughs> <laughs> You're still. Do- I mean, this was. That this, would be ideal this, for the buttfuckers ball. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Easy access. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like that it should be the attire. Yeah. But and it's not, very Masonic. That's great. That's the thing. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like we can all shake hands. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. Like secret, shake something. Secret handshake. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but you're, you're not going to do that? You haven't decided yet. Are you still deciding? This will be coming out after the show anyway. So like, are you still deciding what you're gonna, what you're no, gonna be wearing? I think you, we, you have it down. We've got things sorted out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've I've brought a Masonic apron, obviously, because I was mm. gonna wear it for this, as I said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, we, we like uh, it's gonna still be it's gonna be an Elvis themed. Oh, oh, this is good. This is good news. For the record, I will not be wearing an Elvis costume. Well, I don't know. I, we'll I see. have my I have my own costume. Oh, okay, okay. okay, okay. Actually, when 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 Simon was was talking this up to me, he was he was saying uh, I should I should wear something interesting because. As you put it, this is showbiz, not stare at your laptop stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Smelling Quim, that's showbiz. <laughs> hey, kids, let's put on a show. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, so the lineup tomorrow is going to be the two of you and anyone else, or is it just going to be the two it's of you? probably going to be somebody else, but uh, they haven't been like uh, finally signed up yet. Wow. <laughs> you got to have a meeting. There's like a, it's like that. 
that McKinley, like McKinley Manor or whatever. Do you know that the? It's like it's not really a haunted house, but it's like a it's like well, it's a torture house. You, yeah, it's thing, like right? you have to. You oh have to, yeah, yeah, that stupid thing. I, I yes. heard about that, and yeah. I'm like, yes. I was reading these descriptions, and I'm like, this just this just sounds like a really shitty dom session where the people who who it are the is. dominants don't get fucking paid. Oh right, exactly. Like yeah, they're yeah, volunteers. Yeah. I saw that. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, this is this is this is like labor for hours. You should be getting paid. Yes. And they shave like, your I say head. This, I say this as somebody who's done pro dom work. Yeah. Like, you should be getting fucking paid for that. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. But maybe we need one of those waivers for whoever's going to be joining Smell and Quim. Oh, uh, like 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 a ten page waiver, <laughs> kind of like a whole thing. We'll that draft we go something over. up for you. Yeah, we got you. Yeah. We got- <laughs> I'll just sign it like any other official looking document put in front of me <laughs> I have no liability for any injury well, well, let me tell you there, there were two Smell Quim members wearing Elvis suits mm-hmm. <laughs> those things dry clean only? wearing something completely different yeah so we'll, we're gonna find out tomorrow I'm, I honestly can't wait how often oh. do you wash the Elvis suits <laughs> Well, this is a big thing because they've never been washed. <laughs> that's where the smell comes in. Yeah, that's that. They're like raw denim. You don't wash Elvis suits. Put them in the freezer. Like, I've, uh, I've, I've heard. I've heard that uh, when when Sasha Baron Cohen was doing Borat. Uh, he increased the verisimilitude of his costume by never wearing the Borat suit ever. Right, <laughs> never washing it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And so, it's same thing with Smell and Quim. I would so say. So, are we gonna actually find out though? Like, is there a place where we can see the um, diameter of Elvis's colon in these suits? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the diameter diameter of Elvis's colon? Well, it's colon? apparently yes. the right size to fit a CD in. <laughs> so, <laughs> But at his death, like um, after the autopsy, they found that his colon was five inches diameter. That's really large. Yeah, that is. So he's so giving birth a- to a fucking baby <laughs> or a CD. I mean, yeah, yeah, you could fit your entire collection. You really could. <laughs> Which was the idea, basically. I, mean, I read about this in, like, in a book, like. Um, uh, but the, the last twenty-four hours of Elvis's life, um, you know. I can't remember the name of the author, um, but like uh, that, that, that was armed, you know? I mean, like they, they found his uh, colon was five inch diameter. That yeah. really sticks with you. You hear somebody who's got a five inch colon and, yeah, oh man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Did Stephen Hawking have a butt plug as far as you know? Well, I imagine so. <laughs> <laughs> For maybe when the bag is out, you well, have you, to have a butt it. plug. Yeah. <laughs> 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 At least he, he was using it for a correct purpose, yeah. <laughs> rather than for pure pleasure. Yeah, it's a dual purpose butt plug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, 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 it's oh, fun, had, maybe, fun and perfunctory. A practical butt plug. Maybe had a quantum butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, anything's possible. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's you know, that's how he discovered the black hole. Yeah. <laughs> it's, incidentally, I've I recently I was recently told at a party that uh, there exists a gay porn parody of the movie The Ring called The Hole, and it's it's this video where where when you watch it. You turn gay after seven days. <laughs> Wonderful concept. And I, I asked my friend, so so is there like uh, a little art film video of the whole that that includes like a 
a slowly opening uh, winking balloon knot in black and white, and he said, you'll have to watch it and find out. <laughs> Seven days later. <laughs> uh, so, Pushy Gothic Gnome versus Charity Techno Gnome. <laughs> The the cover obviously uh, I guess pokes fun at the gray wolves a little bit. <laughs> uh, was that was that part of that release? Is sort of like teasing uh, power electronics and and techno influences into. <laughs> I, I love the gray wolves. I, I, we all uh, all do. Love the gray wolves. Yeah, one of my favorite power electronics bands, you know, of all time. Because they are the kings of power electronics, as far as I'm concerned. You know. But the but the pushy gothic gnome is definitely wearing a gray wolf t-shirt on the cover. <laughs> well, that's it. You know, you've got to like, you've got to give them as much publicity as they can. They needed it. You know, that gnome has good taste. You know. Oh, so you were doing you were basically it was like a public service, is what you were yeah, doing. yeah 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 because like um, you know because Catholic priests fuck children and like um, so like. <laughs> <laughs> but that's something I do think there's that is something about uh, especially not to generalize but like the British UK kind of crew there's all there is a little bit of a there's just a dark humor that you guys just have I mean that's just there is a dark humor to a lot of what you do do you think that's important to add into I mean, I mean for you it is because it's your thing I mean it's just just the natural way of things as yeah far as I'm concerned taking the piss yeah, well, yeah. It's yeah. my favorite British slang. Taking he the likes piss. to use it wrong. I like to, I like to, yeah, yeah. I like, I love that though, taking the piss. Yeah. No, taking the piss out of it. <laughs> but there has to be, but I think, but again, I think the thing that we've always discussed when we discussed Mel and Quimby, I mentioned earlier, just this, the balance of taking it seriously, but interjecting that dark humor, it, it's a hard balance to do, I think. Right. Yeah, Does yeah. it just come natural to you? I mean, you don't. It I just, guess it's not even yeah. thought. It's not. Even, right, yeah. It's not even a consideration. You right. Know? It's just how it comes out. Basically. Yeah. Could, well, I, could I get another drink? Do you think? Of course. Oh, absolutely. Absolute. Yeah. Oh, grab it. No. Gra- yeah. 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 It's yeah. right in. Yes. We uh, noise extra. We we treat our guests all right. We got Bud Lights. We got White Claws. <laughs> And, uh, I have snacks. We also, yeah, of course. Oh, those, those fake snacks might need to be broken out. <laughs> you can hear us all crunching. We'll do a little crunchy munchy set. Oh, what do you guys oh, do? Oh, God, Snack like it up. ASMR. Yes. <laughs> Snack ASMR. <laughs> Were you guys doing tours in Europe back then, or was it mostly just one-offs? No, it's just usually one-offs. You know, yeah. maybe two, or something like that, at most. And and basically, we don't play live very often. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe three times a year at the most. Sometimes it will go for a few years with no show whatsoever. You know, so like, it's like a very sporadic thing, you know. But I, th- I mean, I guess I think of you guys as such a live band, but I, maybe just because there is a lot of footage or those early, those 90s VHSs were so, something we talk about a lot on the podcast, were just so important. And and yeah, seeing the Elvis performance on, I mean, for us, it was just like, what it was so alien well i think they're just so fun to document because like you know it is showbiz baby like you know it's not it's not boring if you if you bring your camera like you're not gonna miss smell and quim like you have to document all of it because it's it's such a sight to behold from the footage i've seen so yeah uh in bed with smell and quim one of the most sort of confounding and confusing things on that vhs is the uh i guess i can only call it the foot performance (laughs) The shoes and the the, the 
what what is going on there? I've completely forgotten about oh, that. Oh, it's it stuck out in my it's mind so since I first saw it. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a dance thing, I guess. You know, I guess uh, maybe it was influenced by Michael Flatley and his river dance. <laughs> <laughs> Snow Queen's biggest influences, Riverdance. Yeah, Michael Flatley, you know. Yeah. Well, that's a guy you, you, you wouldn't want to live in a flat underneath him, would you? <laughs> He's quite a sensual man. Though. I don't know if anyone would want to live in a flat under you when you're packing up dead fish, 100 tapes. <laughs> 400 dead fish, because it was, it was four, right? <laughs> and each tape? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So 400 dead fish. <laughs> <laughs> Better than live fish. It's, it's probably what influenced him for Riverdance. Really. I 100 percent it is. You know, and I look at the millions he's made from that. You know. A lot yeah. of the dance. So did, it, did it work for for Smell and Gwen? The, the the dance piece. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Did you get your millions? <laughs> That's why my skeleton's like so ruined now. <laughs> I've seen a few things where you mentioned what the name is a reference to, Smell and Quimber, and it seemed like there was maybe a couple things. Was wasn't one like some sort of like a comedic, some do some comedy duo or something like that? No, is that or something? It's, like, it's a girl band. Girl band. That's what it. That's what it. Sorry, girl sorry. band called Mel and Kim. Like <laughs> oh, oh, and, right? oh, well, oh, well, just happened to be number one in the UK charts in nineteen. 19- 87, well, when the band was formed. What was the song? Do you remember? Um, the Mel and Kim song. Respectable. Oh. I, don't think, I don't think I know this. I must look this up. I don't think I know this. Maybe that should be the intro music for the episode. Mel and Kim, respect, respectable. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. Uh, <laughs> like, like how... Uh, like how Brighter Death now ends their live shows with Thank You for the Music by Havo. <laughs> yeah, dude. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mel and Kim. Yeah, that's it. Did they go on to do anything else after that? Well, one of them died. Oh. Yeah. They, they were like a Stuck Aitken and Waterman band. Like, oh, wow. You, you know? What's that? A st- Stuck Aitken and Waterman, like uh, the hit factory. Oh, oh right, right, right. Um, Not Stockhausen and Walkman. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Stockhausen and Waterman. Walkman. Waterman. <laughs> John Waterman. Um, uh, no, but... <laughs> I was hoping no, it, it was... Pete the- Waterman. Oh, Yeah. The Mel from the Great British Baking Show is what I was hoping it was, oh, but right. <laughs> different Mel. Uh, uh, so, but but the, I th- that w- is, but it was also just kind of, so it was that is what it came from. You kind of just that, saw that, and you just from. they just happened to be at number one in the charts, and it was it seemed like an easy thing to just to corrupt. It, it just jumped out. Mel and Kim, Smell and Quinn. <laughs> Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Anybody would think of that. I mean, any obviously. Uh, do, do you think they? I wonder if they were aware of Smell and Quim. I wonder uh, if they, I, I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. The ultimate tribute. Yeah, you didn't send them a copy head. of the English Method just to <laughs> let them know. No, no, no. <laughs> Disrespectable. <laughs> and how many copies were you doing early on of those tapes? Do you remember about? I can't remember. Were, were you do- so? Did you just have a ta- one tape deck that you? They, they, they were done, you know. Oh, you sent them off to have them done. Yeah, yeah, they were nice. done. They were actually done like one to one on a double deck. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. Know, they weren't bulk made at all. Yeah, so someone ordered one. It you- was a labor of love, you know. Of course. I mean, so was this? Was it a pretty much an everyday thing for you at a time yeah, in the nineties, yeah. especially those early days? Was just well, it, you'd be getting up. Um, Set, set something going if the orders had come through and things like that. Start making some bread, which is another job 
you know, while it's transferring, you can make your dough and knead it and things like that. You leave it to prove, put another one in, get on with that, you know? Wait a minute, you so mean actually like, making bread? He physically makes bread. You make your own I'm bread. I'm thrilled oh, yeah, right yeah. now. I've made bread for years, yeah. So that's so that's that well, was kind of your routine. What's your what's your bread? Do you do sourdoughs? Do you do rye? Like what's your bread stuff? Lots of different breads. I like to like different craft breads, you know, with like to put seeds and things in it like that, <sighs> you know? That is very wow. exciting. you still do that to this day? Oh yeah. I've done it since my daughter was like a little girl. Like I used to do it with her. And I've just continued all down these years. And like I'm in my sixty fifth year now. No way. Um, well, first of all, no way. I mean, I guess that makes sense, but that seems crazy. <laughs> yeah, 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 that seems completely crazy to me. Uh, so, wow. So you really did. So that really now was routine. Now I'm just going to picture you kneading and like window painting and dubbing. <laughs> well, that's that. Nice. Stick the cassette in. Yeah. Um. I love it. <laughs> wow. So, 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 so really you would get up, start, start the bread. Yeah. Yeah. They're all things like you've got like a, t- a time sequence going on like you've got like if it's a 90 minute tape or a 60 minute tape or whatever you've got that length of time because they're all dubbed in real time you know not on double speed or anything uh. like that um so you've got time that's dead basically uh so like your bread can work you know it's like a beautiful thing to do it's an organic thing to do you know yeah that's great what wow what is your favorite bread that you make Personally, or do you, is it hard to pick a favorite? You just kind of like whatever in the mood. For I, I like uh, like a, a cheesy kind of bread with some uh, green oh. olives in it. You know, oh. yum. Do you braid it, or are you just doing a straight loaf? I, I, I no, just a, a normal loaf, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very that works exciting. best. Yeah, you should, you should package the next tape in a loaf of bread. Yeah. Oh, bread yeah. reserves well. Yeah. You can lacquer bread. We, have, we obviously need to get you on the Great British Baking Show. I mean, that's, that's, that, that, that is obviously oh, Hollywood uh, is the bread man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely need we de- that's a that's a mandatory thing. Oh, <laughs> maybe just like. Um, Bake uh, an album. You play it on a table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do know. a lathe cutter yeah. on some bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what what else do you like to make? Well, I just like cooking, basically. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's some of your specialties? Well, just anything. Just like, um, oh, everything. Every, yeah, you're, you're everything. Just, I think we need it. I think we need a small and tape package just in food. Well, we, we have the fish already, Mike's but I think I'm, I'm thinking also like, Mike's really hungry. He's like, mm, I'd like some food, but like, also, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like from tape. Oh, that's so cool! So yeah, you just bake bread, dub tapes, return. Well, uh, well this is back in the day. I yeah, yeah, well, let's pretend it's now. Let's just pretend. No, no, okay. no, but back, no, no, no. But back in the day, back in the yes, that's so that would be. You'd wake up, bake bread, dub tapes, and I like well, the real time right. tape dub because like gray has one of those high speed tape dubbers oh, yeah, and yeah. so that's why we used to visit him a lot because but like professional ones yeah, oh, yeah like yeah. not just like yeah it, yeah, it I mean, saves you large portions of your life because otherwise you're yeah. just waiting yeah, like, all you day you don't make bread though dubbing i've that's never true. made bread i can no, make. you should do it i should yeah <laughs> i love bread yeah yeah it's beautiful you know i mean like uh, it's a great thing to do with your life you know like somebody once said to me uh, life's too short to make your own bread and I said, no, life's too short not to make your own bread. <laughs> I love that. That's beautiful <laughs> philosophy from Smell and Quip. That's amazing. This is, this is such wholesome noise. This content. is so, I don't, we, I love how where we've gotten. You know? like, Greg, Greg will actually make pizza dough. 
He oh, ma- yeah, so gray likes it's to a type make of bread, pizza. I guess. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, yeah, you're using yeast. Yeah. You have to let it rise. Yeah. Give yourself a little little pat on the back all right, there. All right. yeah, I have made a, a type of bread. Yeah. <laughs> I've used a bread maker before, but I've never made a, a a loaf that I like put just put in the oven. Well, it's just like making pizza dough. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. just taking it a step further, isn't it? I'm going to I'm going to do it. When do I'm it. Home. Yeah. Yeah. Tara's an excellent cook. I've I don't, I've done nothing. I never I've done make nothing, bread, and so I just reap the benefits. We'll do I a eat noise pizza. extra live uh, cooking live Instagram. Of Man, if we would have known this, we could have brought like some sort of. We should we should definitely have the smelling room cooking show. Uh, should be a part of. <laughs> you could teach Mike to cook. Yes, Mike can make agree? spaghetti and he can bake meatballs, and that's yeah. <laughs> wear nothing but the apron while cooking. Oh, Every perfect. time you turn around to put it in the oven, it's. <laughs> It's you see another set of buns. <laughs> you get out of the see-through shower here yeah. and just put on an apron. <laughs> what these stuffs are like Jamie Oliver, the naked chef, he used to call himself, but he was never naked. He's a charlatan, the guy. You know, he can be the naked, naked chef. <laughs> it's like how the, the naked cowboy in Times Square is, is wearing fucking underpants. Yeah, he's, not, yeah. he's not naked. Well, is it with pubes or without pubes? I, I, I think Dave's harvested the them. First, <laughs> I think he's already harvested them. We ship them off, and then the naked cooking show. <laughs> you gotta use use every scrap. You know that's part of cooking, <laughs> and it's only hygienic. You know you don't yeah, want anything yeah. in the food. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're, we're only you're being already safe. pretty hygienic. You had that bald head, so <laughs> <laughs> you've been you've been shaved pretty much forever. I think I feel like all pictures I've seen of you are pretty. Pretty close. Yeah, I used to have hair down my back, actually. What? You know, yeah. When? Uh, hundreds of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I still did, you know. But, you know, uh, I started to lose my hair because I guess it's a genetic thing. So I thought, fuck it, you know. Uh, yeah, just just go for it. I like yeah. it. <laughs> I've always told myself if I if I were to lose it, I would it just shave it like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the way to go. Well, you just shave it all the time. Like when your mohawk gets weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Pretty unkempt right now. Who were who were some of the um who were some of the bands you saw in the eighties before Song Kim started that like got you just super excited that you were just like this is this is our this is my it's just stuff. So long ago. Yeah. That, I mean it is long ago, right? Yeah. But there has to be a few standouts that kind of like sent you on, or it could be recent, maybe something fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just anybody. What what are what are a couple of bands that get you that got you excited or still get you excited? I don't know. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. No, no, no. no, no. no. But I have to say, I, I listen to like uh, the Eagles. You know. Well, there you go. So, there you go. Wasn't the Eagles? There you go. Not, you like you like to keep it smooth. Do you like the band America? Absolutely, you yeah. like the band America. A horse with no name, Ventura Highway. I love that. That's yeah, good stuff. Cool, cool yeah. <laughs> we, we were we were listening to the Kinks the other night, just playing Kinks for okay, each other, yeah. like early Kinks is fun. Yeah, it's yeah. good stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but to go back to uh, America, mm-hmm. like where we are right mm-hmm. now, we are, here we are. <laughs> How about Lana Del Rey? Lana Del Rey is cool. We, but the, we the, love Lana Del Rey, by the way. The horse with no name, right? Yeah. Yes. The, the, the line that I really like in there, which really cracks me up, is like, the heat was hot. <laughs> well, you know, like heat is hot, isn't it? You know? So what the fuck is he on about? You know, the heat was hot. It's you the know. 70s. It was probably stoned. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a line to fit in that song and... 
the heat was hot was was wow. it right there. <laughs> I've never noticed that line in that song. The heat was hot. You know, you've got some homework to do again. Yeah. <laughs> you know? was I was I was still caught up there ain't no one for to give you no pain. Yeah. It is I guess kind it's of a, a it's song. an awkwardly phrased song for sure. Yeah. yeah it's, it's supposed to sound sort of sort of western, like you're a cowboy striding into the bar. <laughs> I wonder if that horse was stinky. <laughs> it probably was, yeah. I wonder if that horse name. was a virgin. That's why they never named it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Speaking of stinky horse fuck, how so how long did it take to put that comp together? Because that is a stacked comp. There's like 30 tracks and it is from all over the world, seemingly. Well, how we long talk did that about take? this on our account. We're like sitting talking. I feel like, like comps. I feel like comps together? take like ten years to put together now. No, like, no, but no. I mean, like, so how? What was the process of that? It, it was just about getting in touch with people we kind of liked or were around at the time, and everyone was very responsive. You know, because everybody wanted to be part of it, so. It was a very easy thing to do. It was all pretty much, I mean, you was all writing letters, basically, right? I mean, because well, this yeah, is... Yeah, because we, we didn't, like, that was, do the internet thing there. Yeah. You know? uh, like, it's so different now, you know. It is. Was there a time, because since there are so many, did you, because, and all the tracks are pretty short, did you set a time limit, do you remember? I always wondered that. I can't remember. Because uh, it seems like everyone kind of gave in pretty short tracks. I, th- I think there must have been some kind of stipulation along those lines. Yeah. That'd be a good style in a comp, to submit a 30-minute track. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> I think this one's good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean... Whenever I'm asked for like a, a small and crim track for a compilation, I tend to make it really long, you know. So I, I don't know how that is going to fuck anybody up, you know. Yeah, fuck them, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Is there is there anyone from from back in the day that you is there any kind of uh, what do I want to how do I want to put it? collabs or something like that that were being worked on that never really came out that you have any memory of like that like like i mean i know you did the great ones with obe and mersbau and and so many more is there any other splits or comps that you can kind of remember that like just never happened or that you always wanted to get make happen not really i mean um not 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 at all you know I'm just, you know no. you pretty much every pretty much you when you would contact someone it would just kind of we were well, hoping for happened. like a hidden gem. We're like, yeah. oh, you got anything buried I don't, I don't in the vault? No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like whenever somebody's asked us to do a thing, or we've asked them to do a thing, it's always generally kind of worked out, you know. Yeah. What was the process of working with Obe? Do you remember that one? I don't remember. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. a long time. Yeah, it's just so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you know it's in the midst of time? Uh, but that was a good one, you know. Um, I mean, he was a sound master. Absolutely. We're big, such yeah. fans. We're, you know, big time Gross R.I.P. tapes. Oh, love, yes. Mm. Did, you, did you ever, no, you, did you guys play Japan? Sorry? Did you guys play Japan? No, never. Oh, wow. No, no it's a sad thing. I was talking to Leia earlier, you know, like somewhere mm-hmm. I've never been, you know, and maybe it's somewhere that's fallen through the, the kind of thing somehow. 
Yeah, I, we've never been there. None of mm. us have ever been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we should all go right now. Yeah. And then I'm, come I'm back. starting to get well, that feeling. <laughs> I'm thinking that maybe the shower is not actually a shower; it's actually a transportation portal. Yes, I love it. And we just need to take sort the, of a Doctor the, Who kind of thing. Yeah, well, something like that. Or it's it's like a wormhole. What is a wormhole? But two buttholes backed up together that, well, in fabric it. of yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like an, it's like a butt plug. And like, a tape, uh, a tape, a, a tape well, wormhole. It's a portal. Yes, yes. And we need to take the elixir. Yeah, <laughs> step in there. <laughs> going live from the is that what happens when you mix Bud Light with uh, White Claw? Is that you get the elixir of time? <laughs> well, uh, I kind of doubt that. <laughs> oh, I, I have those things, so I was hoping. <laughs> um, I can't. I can't believe I'm drinking Bud Light. To be quite honest. Oh, it's fantastic! Well, you don't like you know it. What's, it your, what's your usual? What's, what's your, your drink choice? choice? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So like, yeah. <laughs> At least it's not Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> when you're in Rome. Yeah. What's your, what, <laughs> Ooh la la. What's your beer of choice then? Well, it's probably Russian Standard Vodka. Yeah. Oh, oh there ah. you go. There you go. See, we try to get things that are mellow so that we behave. We, we have all yeah. we have all day to go, so we got to keep yeah. it. Yes. And we know that, like, if when we're podcasting or something, we're going to keep drinking it. So we have to, like, set ourselves up for success. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, we, we'll, uh, just know that you're going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, we'll kind of wrap this one up here. Uh, this great. Thank you so much for coming, you guys. This was really amazing. Um, but oh, we'll, my we'll, God. We want to so kind of do a, a little just just word. We're going to kind of read some Smell and Quim titles, and we want to just have you kind of just whatever pops in your head when we say that title, if you have a memory of it, if you have like, or, or just like, it doesn't matter if it's just, we're going to say the title and just, you got to just okay. whatever comes to your head. So we'll start easy. Buttfuckers ball. The buttfuckers ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Your enemy's balls slash what's your health problem? Yeah, what what is <laughs> what's your health problem is one of my favorite Muslim titles. What do you think of when you think of that? When you hear well, that, what's your health problem? What's your health problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is your health problem? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. What's my health problem? I don't know. What's your health problem? It's such a wonderful adult title. Exactly, because yeah. everybody's got one as an adult. Yeah, yeah, so you're yeah. like, what's your health problem? Yeah, I got yeah, one. Yeah. What's yours? Oh, I'm yeah, asthmatic. You can maybe yeah. share. <laughs> I'm arthritic. Let's go. <laughs> Fanny batter. Fanny batter. Oh god. That sounds that sounds like an infection. I think you'd, you'd need to like you need to like take something to, to get, maybe get rid of the yeast. Maybe more fanny batter, less bread. And maybe put some put some yogurt down there. Well, like it's like uh, what people in the north of England it's just a name for semen, basically, isn't it? <gasps> fanny oh. batter. It's oh. wonderful. Go down for the gravy. Go down for the gravy. <laughs> well, that's another thing, you know. You go down for the gravy, don't you? <laughs> you know, or, or you don't. And like you will say, like like when two girls are talking to one, they'll say, "Did he go down for the gravy? <laughs> Does he go down for the gravy?" <laughs> I will be doing that now with all of <laughs> attention, lady friends. Uh, I'm going to ask you if you go down for the gravy. <laughs> uh, Assad's as good as a wank to a blind man's arse. Yeah, well, it's obviously kind of like a take on like, 
you know, and not as good as a wink to a blind horse. <laughs> yeah, it's just like uh, like. Western, I love this equine theme. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. really yeah, wonderful. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Wrong hole in one. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, that one makes me laugh so yeah, hard. That's one for the golfers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! That's a Michael hmm. Gillum title, by the way. Oh. Michael Gillum was like. Um, one of our members, you know, like, yeah. It's, it's given us immense, immense pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> I shit, therefore I stink. <laughs> and I stink, therefore I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why you should bring a travel candle. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. <That's> a- <laughs> Somebody asked why you bring a travel candle, and I'm like, you're in a little tiny room. You need a travel candle. <laughs> oh wow! I mean, you, you know, we, I mean, we could we could definitely keep going. I liked out twat. Right? <laughs> out twat. <laughs> because it's like, like a it sounds like a vaginal prolapse. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I was thinking a prolapse, yeah. or are you like out of here, twat. Yeah, it's almost like, um, you know, when you get some priest in to do an exorcism, yes. <laughs> you know, and like they say, like, like, like there's this like um, evil essence or something as in some place or in some yes. person. Yeah. Like it's probably in some person and the priest comes and he goes up and he says, out, twat, <laughs> out. <laughs> Is that, is that what they is that what they do in Yorkshire instead of instead of like reading from Latin? Is that, is that what the exorcists do? That's and perfect. They, they can see the ectoplasm come instantly from every orifice of the victim. Every oh. orifice. You know. Oh yeah. What were, every what, orifice. What were the bubbles you were referencing before? Cunty bubbles. Cunty bubbles. bubbles. <laughs> then the cunty, cunty bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds which, which like a My the, Little Pony. <laughs> the album that we're working on currently, which is going to be the next. Major project. Is that a, a perversion of tiny bubbles? No. No? Okay. <laughs> well, is, is it more like time space, which might be like the foam on a cappuccino? It's like the galactic cunty bubble foam. Like that's the new theory of space time. <laughs> I don't know. It could be. It might as well be. Well, it could be. Yeah, we yeah. could use cunty bubbles instead of cappuccino well, foam. Well, yeah, yeah. You'd be going into Starbucks and asking for cunty bubbles. <laughs> I wish, I wish. I want that to happen really badly. I'm just going to try and see what they give me. I still think it sounds like a My Little Pony. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually reminded of the time I, I bought a used copy of a biography of John Wayne Gacy of Amazon, and I opened up the front cover, and there was a book plate inside that was... There was a picture of a, a cartoon unicorn running running in a field of butterflies with a rainbow in the background. <laughs> oh, a brony was a Gacy fan. That makes sense. <laughs> and what is the English method? The English method is a, a way of hanging people. Oh. oh, is that what that is? Is it like yeah. backwards? Is it by the feet? No, 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 no. It's a very efficient way of hanging people. Um, you know, uh, that doesn't like give them all sorts of pain so that they're hanging for an awful long time and, and strangle strangling 
before they die. It instantly breaks their neck. Oh, it gives them a drop. Yeah, there's yeah. A, a drop. It's an intricate like thing where the weights are all sorted out beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, and rather than, you know, like Saddam Hussein, I understand his head came off when they hung in, you know. Yeah, or like when they would say they would take put somebody on a horse and then have the horse walk away. It was yeah, cruel yeah, yeah. because then they just slowly kind of suffocate. Yeah, yeah. And they don't they don't get that nice, mm, you know. No. It was a very humane way of killing people, yeah. actually, the English method. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. I think that's that's perfect. <laughs> that's what we're gonna do to is that that's what we're going to do tomorrow night, hang people up, English method style. Yeah. Right. That's going to be the set, right? <laughs> yeah, everybody who comes to the show has to give their measurements yeah. so, so the rope can be measured beforehand. It's funny because I always, in my mind, the English method, because I, I, it just with with your titles and where I go with your titles, I was picturing more of like... Buggery. Like, What's that? Buggery. Well, well, right, but I was picturing like... No, that's Greek. But I was yeah. picturing like... <laughs> I thought the, the English, the the English style would be, like, would be like corporal punishment, you know, like, a, like at uh, the public schools. But what, I, what I was always, always picturing was like like faulty towers where it's like they have the two twin beds that aren't... Can they sleep in separate beds? And then like giant, you, know, you, you, you politely go and mount... Your partner, and then you you politely Who go back to your own bed. Of that, that's what I was. Th- that's what yeah. I always thought of when I thought of the English method. It's just like, oh, you done, Basil. Yeah, a very reserved kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah, like just kind of a very like methodical, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you, sock garters, that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, like, everything's got to be done right. Yeah, <laughs> and then you go back to your own bed, and yeah, yeah. you have the. Well, well, doesn't everybody? Yeah. <laughs> Not <true. laughs> That's how I go. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Well, this was incredible. Thank you so much for sitting down. Oh, what a blast. Talking with us. How excited are you to play in Smile Quinn tomorrow? What's, what's your feelings right now? <laughs> Next. I, well, I, I have some, some shopping to do okay. tomorrow for uh, for some, some props and accessories. Gotcha. <laughs> That's all gotcha. I'm going to say. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Well, uh, well, I hope it's fish. <laughs> we'll let you guys uh, go get your shopping done. I know maybe maybe you still need to procure that third member. I don't. This is a mystery. Third we member. Don't. Yeah, yeah. All scripts have a third member. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully your third it's member uh, shows itself today, and uh, it works out. Uh, Thank you so much. This was great. Yeah, lovely to meet you guys. Awesome. Well, Thank I can't wait you. to see you tomorrow night. And uh, there you go. Okay, okay. Heck yeah. You've been listening to Noise Extra. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artists for over 17 years, by Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at Noise Extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at Noise Extra, with three A's at the end. Thank you for listening to us and to Noise.